0: Good morning and welcome to the BSA Morning Miner. I'm Ollie O'Donnell and I'm joined by Paul Rankin. Paul, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yep, very good. It's a short week in the UK, but that isn't the same everywhere else. And there's a lot of mining news out today. Um, huge amount of activity in the sector. Um, where Where do you want to start?
1: Uh, do you want to give a uh, talk a bit about the uh, Guanajuato silver note you put out yesterday? Uh, sure. Yeah, a
0: brief um, overview on the Q1 operating and financial uh, figures that released on 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 Friday. Uh, so this is G Silver's second quarter of production, having restarted El Cubo late last year. Um, so we saw a good increase in 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 throughput, um, leading to higher production, particularly from from higher gold grade gold grades which were up eighteen percent Q on Q to 0.9 grams a ton. Um, so silver equivalent ounces increased two hundred uh, and seventy six thousand ounces, up fifteen percent Q on um, Q. Gold and silver prices weren't changed too much, so that really drove the the 55 percent increase in revenue to 6.4 million dollars um so with that the operating loss was narrowed slightly by um to, to 1.7 million um although with financing costs and things and, and the the still being in the early phase of the ramp up the the net loss was um, broadly similar q on q at 4.9 million dollars however, with the capital intensity having passed, being the second quarter of production, um, the AISC cost did reduce, so they're showing good progress towards profitable production, about uh, twenty six dollars an ounce. Um, but overall, making good progress towards um, profitable production and in line with our estimates at the moment um, for production. So good progress and we're looking to see further development progress actually translating into financial performance later in the year.
1: Yes, I guess uh, from my standpoint, I'd uh, for, as an analyst uh, too, in detail ways, I'd like to see a little more clarity on how much a uh, draw on the open Guico uh, stockpiles that they're uh, getting into the El Kubo mill feed uh, at this point in time. So I'll be asking James that question at uh, PDEC, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, they did have quite a good um, update prior to this announcement which showed that the development has been going on into the second quarter as well that's not really impacting the financials yet um, and and a lot of that related to clearing the the adits at, at El Pinguico, Pinguico so they can actually start to incorporate more than just the surface tailing stocks into, into the El Cubo throughput um, it is worth pointing out though that, you know, with the volatility in the silver space, um, the stock is trading at a 12-month low and is, is sort of below the level that it was at before the El Cubo transaction um, and certainly the lowest level it's been since it's become a producer. So that clearly looks like an opportunity um, to us.
1: Yep, that would be a a, a good uh, entry point, I would think.
0: Right. Um, What else have you seen out there? There's a major transaction between Goldfields and, and Uman this morning.
1: Yes, two M&A deals announced uh, here in the last uh, few hours. Uh, First of all, also uh, at a 12-month low was ASX-listed Oklo uh, Resources, the Malley Explorer, and as a result, B2 Gold is a Made a jump to take them over on a 52 million sterling deal. B2 Gold has the a mill close by, so they're going after Oklo's uh, roughly 700,000 ounces of open pit oxide resources there. Then the big deal, and I have to disclose too that uh, I am a shareholder in Yamana Gold that uh, Goldfields has made an offer to buy out all of uh, Yamana on a $6.7 billion uh, U.S. uh, uh, merger, which would be, I think, the biggest of the year, uh, or in the past 12 months anyway. Uh, Works uh, out here at a 33.8% premium on the 10-day volume-weighted average. And as a result, uh, Goldfield shareholders on the takeover would hold 61% of the combined group and 39% would be uh, Yamana. What this does really builds a scale for Goldfields in the Americas here with Yamana's uh, operations uh, pretty much exclusively in North and South America. So uh, whereas Goldfields doesn't have that big of a presence there. So it's a merger there that uh, should be beneficial to both shareholder groups, I think.
0: Um, Very good. Okay. Um, Moving on, news out from uh, Leo, Lithium and Firefinch
1: yes that's right uh leolithium the uh, uh spin out from uh, firefinch the Mali gold producer. Uh, it turned out to be quite easy to raise 100 million in capital uh, for Leolithium toward that IPO uh, of the company with uh, oversubscription from uh, uh, institutional and retail investors. So it just awaits a shareholder pr- approval of Firefinch now and that the meeting is today. We, I don't expect any uh, issues and uh, that will be done uh, in uh, due course.
0: Yeah, quite a turnaround from the days of uh, Mali Lithium. It's um, really become a major, major lithium stock now. Um, uh, On lithium, there's also some news out from uh, Shanghai Mining Club member Galane Lithium. Yes,
1: Galane, the ASX listed uh, explorer for brine in Argentina. They are beginning extended pump tests on uh, two of their uh, Western uh, licenses uh, uh, projects in the Western part of the hombre muerto uh, solar. Uh, these are these are extended pump tests and will go into the autumn and will be used as part of the uh, completion of the DFS, which is still on schedule uh, uh, by uh, delivery
0: at the end of this year. Excellent. Well. I think we've chatted quite enough. So we'll call a day here. Um and speak to you again soon. Thanks, Paul. See you then.